This is a presentation of Dawnforge Productions. You are listening to All Things Azeroth, episode 695, The Beta Beckons, and it is not cake. Today's sponsor is Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2020. That's bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2020. Nearly 500,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Today's show is also brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at tryexpressvpn.com slash expressata2020. That's T-R-Y-E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash expressata2020 for three months free with a one-year package. Visit tryexpressvpn.com slash expressata2020 to learn more. Finally, we are sponsored by Funko, maker of the world's broadest selections of vinyl figures, from pops to dorbs, rise to mugs, and so much more. Check them out at bit.ly slash FunkoATA. Coming to you from the exotic land known as Canada, eh? You're listening to another episode of All Things Azeroth. Now we present your awesome hosts, the always stalwart and honorable Maedros, the commander of the fell and master of demons, Death. The non-vegan meat shield, my warrior brother, Toasty. And the high priestess of the Everlight, Allie. She ain't from Canada, but it'll work. It's the internet. Just go with it. They are bringing you your news from the world of Warcraft. This is All Things Azeroth. And welcome back to All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. I'm your host, Medros. And with me, I have my friend, Toasty. Are you cake, Toasty? No, but how do I know you're not cake? I don't know. I've never t- never actually tried to bite into myself to see. Allie, are you cake? The cake is a lie, man. Come on. Oh. You know, somebody only told me that at one point in time. <laughs> I now mysteriously want cake in my mouth. Yep. I have brownie. I have brownie. Br- brownie's want, good. Want, want a, a pseudo, pseudo cake? But yeah, br- brownie's good. I'll take brownie. All right. All right. I'll get that in the mail to you right away. It'll be there in about two weeks. Okay. Uh, two weeks? That's a little that's a little optimistic. I've been waiting for something for two months. <laughs> well, I shipped something out to the States. I, I sent it Thursday, Wednesday of last week, and it's already almost to the person. So it's a lot easier to send things into the States than out of the States. It took a, a package. It, it was basically between countries for three and a half weeks. Before it appeared in Canada Post System. Oh, that's good to know. I mean, kind of. I mean, I assume there's extra protections, and that's why I taking time. Yeah, I kind of wish my hockey-themed tank tops would get here <laughs> before it's too cold to wear them. It would be good. That'd be a good thing, yeah. All right, well, apparently we are all believing at this point that we are not cake. Uh, one of us is claiming the cake is a lie. I have seen the cake. It is not a lie, but it looks like a lie because it's not what it thinks. It looks like it is. Anyways, that said, Toasty, how's your week in WoW? Um, a week in WoW was pretty quiet. Um, we uh, so on Wednesday night we didn't actually end up raiding. We didn't have a lot of people logged in, and we did get a group together for Mythic Plus. Unfortunately, I did not know that right away. So by the time I noticed them getting together, they had already filled all five spots. 
So I did not end up doing that. Ended up tooling around on the uh, Shadowlands Alpha for a little bit and leveling my Druid um, in live. Uh, so in the Alpha, I made some more progress through Evendreth. Uh, it's, it's still... I love that zone. I love it so much. In terms of leveling my Druid, between uh, my le leveling stint on Wednesday night plus all the time I spent on it this weekend, just basically chain running, time walking. Um, I went from 100 to 107 in the span of like two, uh, two, three-ish hours. So not a bad time. It got especially faster when I remembered that heirlooms exist and that I had purchased all the leather heirlooms with all the upgrades, but the, because I knew I was going to be leveling up a bunch of characters leading up to Shadowlands. So when I actually equipped him, that it really helped. Uh, what else did I do? Um, so Thursday night, we actually did get to raid. Um, we had some people who decided to come back, uh, and we decided we we're going to try to get them ahead of the curve at the very least. For those of you who didn't watch my stream on Thursday, you missed a very rare event that will probably never happen again because of what happened when I did this. And I'm pretty sure I deleted the VOD. Uh, but I, I, I tanked Rathian for two. Oh my gosh, three. and I missed it? What? Yeah. Consider yourself lucky. Oh, I would have been healing you. Gross. I did not do well, um, and everybody learned very quickly that Chalet was correct in saying that I probably shouldn't tank on my <laughs> warrior. Um, yeah, I, I, I uh, well, first of all, I'm not properly geared. Like I have a shield and a weapon, but they're four forty, they're four thirty. Sorry. So, not that great. I mean, I was using the, my DPS gear otherwise, so at least I had a, a decent amount of um, HP because of all that. Because of all the bonuses from that. Um, but no tanking trinkets either, which did not help. I, I actually did have my Azerite uh, essences selected for a proc, which confused me because I don't remember doing it. But looking over the essences that I actually had equipped, like, oh yeah, these are actually the, the right ones. I should be using these as a tank. Okay, well, that's good. But no, um, so Sare pulled, did his thing, I taunted, and like for the first pull, I didn't make it past the second breath. Like, the second breath took me down. Um... By the time we got to the third pole, I was at least surviving until that uh, phase where he puts the fire all over the floor. Uh, not very long after that, mind you, but I did survive. So, <laughs> yay. Needless to say, somebody else took over for me. Uh, it was Stone that took over for me. Yeah. And that went a lot better, because he actually knows what he's doing. Like, I have a vague idea of what to do on my warrior when it comes to tanking. Like, I know I know of the abilities. Um, but, like, I haven't done it in so long, and I haven't actually, like, cared to learn, because I never intended on tanking on my warrior. 
that I kind of just forgot, like, at the, like, in the spur of the moment, I kind of just forgot certain abilities existed, like Shield Wool, which is kind yeah. of an important one. But hey, you know what? I, 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 I tried. An attempt was made. And now hopefully, nobody will ever bother me about taking on that warrior again. Like, a bunch of people lived through it, and I don't think they want to live through <laughs> that again. But anyway, that was my week. How about how about you, Ellie? How was your Oh my. Well, uh, to be honest, I have barely logged. I haven't logged into retail at all in two two weeks, Th- three, two. I don't know. Life is weird. <laughs> but the big thing is that we did finally move into our house and. We are officially sold on our last place, so that's done, and the real estate side of life is done, thankfully. So now it's just, you know, taking all the time and money to fix this place up in ways that we weren't originally expecting when we bought it. (laughs) And, uh, you know, unpack and set up and make it a home, which takes time, but we're, we're getting there. Slowly but surely, it's becoming home, so that's nice. Um, yeah, that's it. I haven't rated, which feels weird. And I feel very much out of the loop with everyone and everything. (laughs) But I'm here and I'm going to try to get back into the loop. I did log on to Shadowlands once to try the intro experience, except there's a really big bug right now. So I didn't get far. But I did my due diligence and reported the bug, so I did my job. <laughs> Other than that, I must not have gotten to that point yet because I don't remember seeing anything. Is it like I, I was following along on your tweets and like you got to the and cave, that's it. right? Yeah, that's where it bugs and you can't get past it. Oh, that conveniently that's where I stopped last time I was playing. Oh, in the yeah, alpha. it's bugged. I died there. Good job. And then I came back and I was fine. Continue on. I completed the intro experience. Yeah, like people, like, like two. When did I watch people streaming it? When did that drop? Like two, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, it, life is all blending together weirdly now. Um, but I, I mean, I watched people stream it, so I know people did complete it. But I think something else happened that broke it recently. So, you know, they're they're working on it. You know, it's it's all part right, of the they went on the weekend. So, yeah, and. Uh, other than that, I've been playing a lot of Hearthstone Battlegrounds, honestly, which I did not expect to like, but it was something that was easy to pick up and put down, and I didn't have to spend energy I didn't have on socializing, and my husband and I could just sit on the couch and be zombies on our phones playing Hearthstone Battlegrounds next to each other, because um, life got pretty rocky there for a couple weeks, but... That was fun. I actually like Battlegrounds more than I was expecting to in Hearthstone. So I appreciate that they exist, and it's it's, it's some good fun. So how are, the, how are the dogs adjusting to the new place? I think they're finally adjusting. You know, it's we're at the point now that they're barking less during the day when we're gone. Because last week it's, you know, all the new noises that the house makes or that a neighbor makes or whatever. And being left alone, because I couldn't take any time off work, my husband couldn't either, so... 
Um, yeah. But they're they're adjusting. You know, they're at the point now that we can go for like a walk, for example. And on our way back from the walk, I don't have to turn it into our driveway or our lawn. Like they automatically go there. Like they know that this is home. This is where we are. So, um, they're they're doing pretty well, and they're starting to kind of get into their own new little routines and stuff, and find their spots where they like to lay and whatever. And yeah, I think uh, together as a little family unit, unit, we're all we're all adjusting finally. Not not hundred percent, but we're we're on our way. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. How about you, Medros? How was your week in WoW and whatnot? Um, did a bit of cleaning uh, out of bank space on my mule. Uh, made. 10,000 gold in the auction house. Not Nothing ridiculous, nothing impressive at all. Um, pretty much doing on, up on the long way at this point. Not like I was really striving too hard for it. <laughs> anyway. Um, I did do some uh, Shadowland stuff. Um, there are um, lore figures that show up in the Bastion part that I did. Uh, who I was uh, none too happy to see in their uh, in their in their present uh, role, and um, um, I'm not really going to say too much more due to to due to lore, but um, I hope there is a change for them down the road. And then I uh, did some more, made it up to Meldraxis, I think it is. There's a second second zone. Uh, so another lore figure. Thought in my head that there's going to be a very interesting conversation down the road here. But that's for another time. And uh, I absolutely think I'm not really going to enjoy Meldraxis as much as any any other zone. Like, I, that is already number one for my least favorite zone, period. Which will surprise no one at all. Um, saw other lore figures that were intriguing to me, and I'm very interested to see where the story's going to go. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely an interesting zone. Uh, if, if you like the Plague Lands, welcome back. <laughs> um, and I have entered no dungeons at all. Which surprises nobody, no, really. Uh, what about Torghast? Have you been back to Torghast? Uh-huh. Sure you don't. I'm just going to hold on. I'm going to go back to my Twitter profile <laughs> here and retweet something real quick. Go ahead. We can keep going. I'm just going to... I'm looking for something. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, was pretty... Pretty decent week overall. Uh, I mean, all con- considered. Uh, I-, I do want to say thank you to everybody who sent uh, supportive tweets uh, about the episode last week. Um, I do appreciate uh, the uh, understanding of where it was coming, where what I said was coming from, and uh, the import 
to my words that I was hoping would come across. So, um, and uh, again, I I want to thank Madeline Rue for an amazing interview. Uh, got a lot of really great comments about that interview. So, good job, Ali. Yeah, good job, Medros. That was a lot of fun, and I I adore her. She's amazing, and the book is amazing, and it's just, ah, it's so good. It's so good. How how does it feel to have a paper copy of it? It's so good! (laughs) I am, I'm halfway through. I would have liked to have been further along by now because of, you know, way too much adulting lately, but uh, I'm halfway through and loving it. She is a phenomenal writer. Is there anybody in there that you are especially happy to be seeing in the book? Well, of course there is. Okay. All right, then. All right, then. <laughs> oh, can we even talk I, about no, that? No, we can't. That's a spoiler. We are not talking about that book until uh, the middle of August. In a spoiler but, context. But there was a thing. There was a thing that was put out to everybody. <laughs> we are not talking about the book until the middle of August. So that everybody has a chance to read it. Because I know some some places do not have their copies yet, and are not getting their copies for weeks yet. No. Yep, accurate. Okay. So, yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, it, it was a it was a good week overall. Um, struggles as, as expected, but uh, uh, made it through and uh, ready for another uh, fun episode talking about nothing important, like nothing more important happened, so it's going to be a really short episode, guys. I hope you're not uh, expecting a long episode today. There's nothing happened this week. <laughs> right. Yep. yep, yep. Totally quiet. Alright, well, let's uh let us talk about our first sponsor then. Our new sponsor is Funko. If you haven't seen if you haven't heard of my name, you've definitely seen their products. They make collectible vinyl figures from a bunch of Blizzard universes, from Warcraft to Overwatch, Heroes of Diablo, and even more from outside the Blizzardverse, like Firefly, Star Wars, and Doctor Who. I like to highlight a Funko Pop each week, and this week's Funko Pop is a bit of an extension of what I did a couple weeks ago. Um, I did not know this existed at the time, or I would have done this at the time. Um, but um, this is one I must own. Nice. Uh, it is He-Man on Battle Cat. Um, and it is awesome. Uh, I Like I said, I did not know this existed at the time. If I had known this existed at the time, I would have done this two weeks ago. Um, because this is just awesome. And, uh, I, I must have this now. Well, go get it. I gotta wait. Money and and stuffs. Adulting. Stupid stuff. Yeah. Rain gutters and roofs and shit. All right. Uh, you want to go up this Funko? And I verified this is on the Funko shop. Uh, go to bit.ly slash FunkoATA. Check out their online shop and use Shop 10 to save 10% on your entire purchase. That's bit.ly slash FunkoATA. Use Shop 10 to save 10%. We want to thank Funko for their support of the show. So what is coming up this week in WoW? So this week in WoW, we've got the Mists of Pandaria Time Walking event that's running from July 14th to the 20th. And then we've got the Shadows Rising release, July 14th. So if you're listening today live, it'll be tomorrow. Otherwise, it came out a couple days ago. And I hope you're enjoying. Can't wait to get my audiobook. It's going to be awesome. All right, then. So, uh, 
since nothing happened, uh, we can just move right past all the all this new stuff. We should go to the end, right? Mm, okay. No. Well, fine. Okay, we can talk about a couple of things. Uh, so uh, there was a small stream uh, followed up by one or two interviews in community content creations land uh, where some stuff was talked about. That's it. That's all I was going to say, right? Some interviews. <laughs> there were. There were. I don't even. I can't. Like normally when there's an normally when an interviews happen, like okay, I can I can very clearly remember how many there were, and who they were with, and which developer they were talking to. Um. I can't do that. I think my last time was 19 interviews. That include the one from no. Bellular that broke I, I don't believe minutes that was including Bellular. <laughs> <Bellular. laughs> uh, so there's really like 20 plus interviews out there. Um, and you know that each one has one little tidbit of information that we want. Uh, I am going to talk about uh, the original recorded announcement video because was, there was no way that was live. Um, and uh, I'm going to talk about my favorite part of that from the announcement video. And that is, we have confirmation of something I wasn't sure was going to happen this year. Or, or this expansion. And that is that there is going to be a collector's edition of Shadowlands. Oh my goodness. I love this box. Um, I must own this box. It is... I, mean, I I have many collector's editions, and I will say that I feel that that box is the prettiest collector's edition box I have of any any game. So uh, the collector's edition box is uh, got a holographic cover, and then on the side it's got the emblems of each of the covenants, also holographic, and I just think it looks really really awesome. Um, the, the video does have, uh, John Height, right? That's his name? Yeah. He, he's holding the box and he's showing it off, uh, as well as the contents. And I just, I was literally like waiting for a break after it ended to call EB Games to see if they had the pre-order yet. Uh, it was, it was that good. Um... So, the Collection Edition is not cheap. I remember when Collection Editions in U.S. were like sub-$100. Now it's like $120 U.S. Um, mm -hmm. not, not a cheap Collection Edition. Uh, what you get inside is a full-color art book, a mouse pad, a four-pin collection, including a pin for each of the covenants, and the Shadowlands soundtrack lately in a digital format. Oh, boo. I know. Many people have said the same thing. I do hope they have a better quality, because I do know some people have complaints about the quality of the, the digital soundtrack last time, because it was only MP3. Um, I personally have no problem with that, but I am not an audiophile, so I understand that I am not the target market for high-quality audio. What did you guys think of, of the collection edition, and uh, have you already heard of yours? Um, I loved it. Can't wait to get it. I need another mouse pad. 
Um, art books, art books are always great. I love flipping through those every once in a while. Uh, I have not pre-ordered it yet. Um, just I haven't gone to a store to do it. Well, first chance I get, I'm gonna go. To, I'm gonna go do it though, because I, 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 at this point, I have the BC through BFA collector's editions plus the 50th anniversary yeah. one. Like I, I, I gotta, I gotta keep that going. Probably. Well, so. I, I know somebody who might be selling a vanilla box if you're looking. Oh, that's right. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna get a hold. Might, might, might be worth a conversation. That's all. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I mean, not me. To just clarify, uh, there's there's no way my collector's edition collection is being broken up at this point. Uh, if it is, that means I'm quitting WoW and I am never coming back. Because it would kill me to come back and not have them. <laughs> I'm um, I'm I'm not usually one to collect collectors editions, mostly because I like my brain sometimes cannot justify buying them. So the first one I've ever gotten is the 15th anniversary one, which was amazing. But this one, I really want it. Like the the box is gorgeous. The the I'm sure the music's gonna be great. I desperately want that mouse pad, like the oh, a freaking art book. Like I want it so so much. I just bought a house, so there's a part of it's like I really want this. Oh my god, I really want this. And there's a part of me that's like, you just bought a house, and that was expensive, and you have things you have to fix, and that's expensive, and I don't know if I can like logically allow myself to get it. But I really want it, so we'll uh, see. Ali, all I'm gonna say is, when I bought my house, I was somehow able to justify me going to Blizzard. Yeah, but that's that how year. my brain works. Like, I, I'm, my brain. Oh no, is yeah, I'm, I was the same way. <laughs> I was the same way. I like, it took a flight sale for me to justify going right. to Blizzard that year, and honestly, the flight sale. Like, it didn't give me a lot off. Like, I think I spent $200 less on the flight than I normally do, which was not a lot on a usually $800 flight. I think the other reason I'm having a hard time justifying it is right now, hours are still greatly reduced at work. And we don't know when that's going to be changing. So that, plus having bought the house, um, I, I need to at least be working 30 hours a week at work, and I'm not right now, unfortunately. And I don't know when we're going to get it. I don't know when we're going to get that again. So I don't know. We'll see if my logic brain wins out or my strong, strong desire to have this collector's edition wins out. Well, on the upside, I mean, you probably have like five months to actually pay for it. That's something. Take something over nothing. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I'll f- I, I, I would feel better about it if I actually had my normal hours at work and my normal pay. Like, that's the part that's killing me. Because there's still a small chance we make it shut down permanently. So I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I should be buying this right now, but I really want it. Well, if you pre-order it from a place that lets you cancel your pre-order, you can not get your money back. Yeah, that's true. Like, I only have to put five bucks down. Right, right, right. That is true. I will have to consider this. Just a consideration. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I really like this. 
Um, and uh, just to, for those who are wondering, uh, for the collector's edition, you do get the epic collection content. So you get the mount, the level boost, uh, the enchant, the hearthstone effect, the investments, the the pet, and three days of game time. Yeah, so there's it's a um, there, there's a there's a good chunk more than the previous collector's editions. I yeah. think. No, wait, no. Uh, I think before you get a mountain of pet uh, and a character boost, game time was not always included. Uh, but for a couple of them, I think it was the Hearthstone effect, the uh, enchant, and the vestments were were kind of a newer thing. Yeah, the, 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 so, yeah, that stuff is new. How much was the... I don't even remember what the Collector's Edition was last time, and I tried looking it up, and I didn't see anything. I, granted, I didn't try very hard. I, it was around 100 bucks. I know that. US, of course. Yeah. Um, 104 US... Uh, sorry, 104 Canadian if you look on... If you try, were to buy it on Amazon.ca right now. Okay. Um, I don't recall what the the original uh, price was, though. Uh, let me here. This should have some information if it actually loads up. Um, but yeah, I, I I mean, I personally, I mean, you guys know this. I'm I'm a big fan of collector editions, so so I, I'm I'm a little biased, perhaps, on the on the matter. In a little bit, it's fine. Um, You're being upfront with it, which is the important yeah. part. So, yeah, I'm not seeing a price here, but the BFA one did have that that medallion, the, the Mark of Allegiance, um, which yeah. I mean, really awesome. We don't know what's going to come for other games other than WoW for for uh, collection edition. Uh, I don't think yet. Um, like all we have is the WoW stuff. Like here, there's hero stuff. There's uh, Overwatch stuff. There's Starcraft stuff. Hearthstone. I, I'm sure we'll get a, a Hearthstone card, like we always do. Um, I think we'll probably end up getting a mint of some type for heroes. Um, we'll probably get some Overwatch emotes or something for sprays. Um, but I don't think they've announced any of that stuff at this point. No, they have not. Which they really should, because come on, guys. Let's get to it. Well, they, they, they can't give it all away at once. True. Uh, we do have additional information, though, that I think is important for anybody who's looking to get this, uh, and that is the upgrading process. Uh, so, if you have pre-ordered uh, digital versions of the base Heroic or Epic Editions, uh, you have until March 31st, 2021, at 11.59pm, to enter your CD key for the Collections Edition, in order to automatically get a refund on some of your costs. Now, if you are going from the Epic Edition to Collector's Edition, you'll get you'll get what you paid for the Epic Edition as Blizzard Balance Credit. If you went from Heroic to Epic to Collector's, uh, you will get a credit for the Heroic Edition. If you went Heroic to Collector's, you'll get a credit for the Heroic Edition. If you went Base to Heroic to Collector's, you will get a credit for the Base Edition. If you did base to heroic to epic to collection edition, then I'm so, so sorry to tell you that you are taking it hard on this one because all you're getting back is for the uh, base edition. And that sucks. 
I'm sorry. Say. So did they go from? But then they'd have gone from basic to heroic. Yeah. So and got a refund for that, presumably. Would they though? If they if they went from but basic to heroic, but they're upgrading, so they're paying a, a smaller amount to upgrade from the base to heroic, and then heroic to epic, and then epic to collectors. So the only thing that's that, that different, like they they are paying probably the full epic cost. Uh, in that last one, but they're only getting the money back for the base. Or that's my assumption of how, how the, the process has been working this expansion. We've never had these different versions before, so it's hard to compare it, really. Yeah, I'm so confused now. Wait, so so the... So, sorry, you said if they go from basic to heroic, they'll get the refund for the basic yes. that they paid for. Say, so, okay. And if they go from heroic to epic... They're paying the full price for the okay. epic. So, as I I believe it works, and I do apologize to any of our listeners if they they know this is different than what I'm saying. Um, say you get the base, you you only have X amount of dollars, and then you want the stuff in the heroic, so you pay a little extra to get the heroic, and you want the epic stuff because you have a little bit more money now, and you want to upgrade to the epic. You've paid all this money but you're only getting what you paid for the base edition. So, say the base edition is $40, and then upgrading Heroic is another 20 and then upgrading to Epic is another 20 Well, you've paid $80, but you're only getting 40 As an example. This is just simply okay. an example. I don't... These are yeah, sample yeah. values, not the actual values. Okay, I see so, what you're saying. Um... I'm glad they had the upgrade options there for people who may not have had the full amount at the time, but eventually did want to get the, all the, the goodies. But unfortunately, that means you're going to be getting the worst end of the stick. Um, I would be much more happy if they would just give you a refund for the final version you had when you upgrade to Collector's Edition. So say the say base is 20 and upgrading to Heroic is 20, and upgrading to Epic is 20, so you're $80 total, but just buying Epic was only 70 If you're only getting 70 back, I would see that as better than only getting 40 back. Like, mm -hmm. charge extra for the upgrades than it would be for the full original purchase, but don't just give people back the base. Like, that, that's, that doesn't seem fair to me. But I, I, I know uh, I'm just I'm looking over the actual numbers and yeah I, again I wasn't gonna I wasn't didn't want to have to take the time to look up the actual numbers I'm just giving sample numbers here yeah um but yeah in the end unfortunately it does sound like you're not gonna get um the actual cost you paid back so uh, I would recommend letting Blizzard know your thoughts on this if you are not happy and perhaps they will. Uh, do some reconsideration of their uh, their plan here. But uh, for now, this does appear to be the current plan for upgrading once the collection just comes out. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I already have plans to uh, reconfigure my shelves a bit to make room for the Shadowlands Collection's Edition. It's going to be so pretty next to all the other ones. 
So so TLDR for the upgrade thing. If you're if you're looking if you just want if you want access to some of the stuff you're gonna get when you pre-purchase Shadowlands, it's like the Allied Race, Death Knights, and all that other stuff. Just pre-order the digital base. If you want to finally make a Panda DK, you know. Yeah, base. exactly. Yes, yeah. Uh, just up, just pick the digital base, and that way you can play it when it comes out right away, instead of having to wait for a delivery or being able to go to the store or something. Mm-hmm. And then pick up your collectors, your physical collectors. That's probably the best way to do it. That's what I did. I just, I just, I just did digital base. If you have already done those upgrades, un- unfortunately, that is not going to be a very good thing for you. So, I'm sorry. All right. But this is, like, the least of information. I just, I know in the past I've had these questions, and I figure that there's probably listeners of the show who would also have those questions, and I wanted to make sure that brief was out there. So, let's go on to some other topics. Oh, uh, which one? There's a lot of the, the next one in our list here. Like, covenants, maybe? Sure, let's talk about some covenants. Covenants are great. And Blizzard has given us a great amount of info on covenants in this last, uh, you know, week or so. So, as we all know, we have the Kyrian, Venthyr, Necrolords, and Night Fae covenants. And every covenant comes with its own... They, they all have features, but they all have, you know, their own unique flavors on the features. So, every covenant has a covenant sanctum, which is your, like, base of operations... Every covenant is going to have a transport network within their zone. Think Suramar, kind of, with all those portals and everything within Suramar. Something similar to that. But they're all in flavor of, you know, that particular covenant. Every covenant has an anima conductor. So, basically, you send anima to an area of your covenant zone and it opens up dailies in an area or a world boss or whatever and as you send anima to areas those areas revive and the world actually changes around you which i didn't know until reading this article from wildhead so i'm really excited about that what i do know though is that eventually this change becomes permanent and the whole covenant zone will be open up to you There's also something called Renown, which we'll get into more in a little bit in detail. But basically, that is what the rep for each covenant is being called. But it's slightly different than the normal rep. But like I said, we'll we'll, we'll get into Renown in a little bit. Basically, you, you become friends with them. It's good stuff. Good stuff. We also have mission tables, except they're completely being overhauled. And apparently are still tied into your covenants, I believe. It's basically a system for offline progression. It will be available on mobile, like it is in the past. But it's being turned in that instead of, you know, you sending out followers to hopefully get a mission completed like 100% or 120% or whatever. It's a little different in that you're actually sending out a group I've actually been heard I've actually read and heard it explained that you're setting out like a tank and a priest and DPS, like an actual group group, a party. And it's an actual like abstracted turn-based combat system. 
which is something completely different from completely different from mission tables, and I'm intrigued by it. Intrigued. There's also soul binds in each covenant, which we've talked about briefly in the past. But you basically bind your soul to another person, and you get access to the person's abilities. And there's a talent tree with it. And there's also conduits, which are kind of similar in style to gems, for example, that you put into the tree. And you make it a little more class-specific and more customization and that kind of thing. While changing your covenant to... Like, say you change your covenant and you want to go back to that covenant you left... That part's hard. But within your covenant you've chosen, soul binds are actually really easy to change. So keep that in mind. Because like every covenant has, I think, three different soul bind possibilities. And you know, those can all be changed around. And like we talked about in the past, with every covenant, you get a thing you get a signature ability, you get a class ability, and they all have their own little unique feature which we actually have learned a little bit about. I'm not going to go into too much detail, but basically, Kyrian's feature is the Path of Ascension. It's a combat arena type thing. And you inhabit one of your three soul binds to combat a boss. In the Venthyr Covenant, you get the Ember Court. It's a self-contained minigame and you basically throw a party. You invite guests, you arrange services, you fend off party crashers, you get loot. It actually sounds like a lot of fun and I'm really intrigued. <laughs> the Necrolords get the Abomination Factory. You get a new crafting system where you stitch together Abomination and you build constructs and stuff. And then with the Night Fae, you get the Queen's Conservatory. It's similar to the farm at Half Hill that we all had in Pandaria, but it's like a farm for souls. Like the cause the souls get prepared for rebirth and you tend plots and you nurture souls, uh, which sounds interesting. So obviously if you want to know more, there is a ton of information out there now. We just got this like huge info dump, but Lots of really great, exciting things about Covenants. And, ah, oh, it's going to be so good. So good. What do you guys think about the Covenant features? Because that was kind of some new info that came out. I'm I'm so excited for the Venthyr Sanctum. I'm, I'm hey guys, I, I'm putting this out there now. I'm going to host Blizzcon <laughs> 2020 in, in the Ember Court. So everybody, everybody come on down and hang out with the Venthyr, assuming that you're allied with them. If you're not, then well... I mean, that's your choice to make. I'm judging you a little bit for it, but really not that much. Either way, if you're with the Venthyr, come to the Ember Core. That's where we're going to have BlizzCon 2020. I'm in. <laughs> so, so my Kyrian paladin is welcome? Nope. No. You would be considered a party crasher, probably, and Toasty would have to take you out. But he's a friend. Why would he do that? Well, I gotta, I like, I'm the bodyguard in this scenario, and I can, I gotta, I gotta keep out the uninvited people. I'm not making huh. the guest list; I'm just enforcing it. 
one thing that I'm unsure about how to feel about is the anima conductor thing. That's, I mean, if it's as simple as just flipping a switch and, like, anima is something we're collecting over, like, set, like pretty steadily just doing normal stuff. That's my day, understanding of it. Then, yeah. I mean, because I... I, I because you can make a max level character in the alpha slash... Well, it's alpha right now. Um, uh, you, can make, you can make a max level character there and you can go specifically with the Venthyr Covenant. And right now I'm just talking to an NPC to get a bunch of the different currencies and stuff like that. So I'm not sure how the... I, I haven't been able to play around with that yet. So I'm not sure how it works. But just the idea of having to collect a bunch of stuff so that I can then do my dailies or world quests or whatever that at for at face value right now that kind of sucks I'll have to get into that system a little bit more to understand how we accrue animal right and all that other like stuff. I said like I from everything I've read and understood it is anima something you just kind of naturally get and it almost sounds like you can kind of pick the area you want to open up to do dailies or whatever other mm -hmm. activities are there. I like the aspect that they're using this to change the world around you. Like what you're doing actually matters. I've, I've always been a sucker for that in games. And the fact that you do, you will eventually, everything will become permanent and it's not going to be a constant you know, oh, you can open up this one area, but then, like, in a couple weeks, you have to try opening it up again. And, like, you're not, like, knowing that we'll eventually have it all open up and have it be permanent, like, I'm good with it. But I definitely see what you're saying because it, that does, it, it does raise a couple eyebrows. And until we actually see it in practice, it's kind of hard to really judge what it's going to be like. Oh, yeah. Um, and like full disclosure, I have not watched all the interviews. There were a lot yeah. of interviews, guys. So many interviews. So like, it's very possible like we've missed uh, that I've missed some points that were not summed up in Wowhead's fantastic article that summed up all the interviews. Wait, wait, you had to but, work. Like, like, why couldn't you spend the entire three or four days or whatever it was to just watch all the interviews morning to night? I need to pay bills. Huh. I need to pay for my WoW subscription. Hmm. I guess you gotta win the lottery so I can do the whole making Dawn Forge a real company and hiring you all. Oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. Make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'd, yeah. I'd have requirements like bring podcasts over the network, you know, so that the network can grow. But yeah, totally. <laughs> but yeah, but like, the, uh, the anima power, the anima conductor, conductor specifically is something that I'm a little worried about when reading about all these systems, and there are a lot of new systems. Um, but I don't know. I'll have to see. Actually, get in. Actually, get in there and play. Play more of it. By the way, did we mention the whole beta thing? No, I, I assume that was in another aspect of our conversations here. Nope. I had intended to be part it, of the first it one. It says collector's edition announcement, the first thing. I, I stuck to yeah, that. I did not, I, yeah, in my head, I had intended that. Uh-huh. So, so whose fault uh, is this? Mine. Okay. By the way, guys, beta this, Surprise. Next, this week. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! 
Well, that was kind of like a general look at the Covenant stuff. But we could take a deeper look at some Covenant systems. Eh, Toasty? Yeah, so Covenant, like, uh, there are... There are a lot of things with the Covenant systems. Um, oh, I don't even... There's... So, um... There's the Soulbinding Conduit thing that we talked... And Mally talked about that a little bit, that we talked about it a little bit last week. Um, something something interesting with the conduits specifically is that it's um, basically the way you're acquiring conduits is uh, it's loot. It's loot that you're going to be getting and there's specific places where that's going to drop. Um, in one of the interviews it was mentioned that um, certain conduits are going to be better for certain game styles or whatever and as opposed to essences, where, for example, sometimes your one of your best uh, essences or whatever are acquired through PvP when you're primarily a PvE player, that kind of sucked. So they're gonna try to avoid that. So if you're if it's a PvP focused conduit, you're gonna get it from doing PvP, which is fantastic. I love that. Not that I ever min max, but you know, I would have liked to get some of my best stuff. Um, conduits have item levels associated to them, and as Ali said, they're like gems. Where you're gonna put that device into your soulbind, put the item into your soulbind device, and it'll be that. But if you want to replace it, it, it's gonna get destroyed. Which, I'll be honest, I'm not thrilled about. I mean, yeah, that's, that kind of sucks. I mean, replacing gems is bad enough. But at least gems I can buy on the auction house. Conduits, like I'm depending on it dropping from a specific thing. I mean, luckily, with the loot drop thing, like it's not taking the place of loot that would otherwise drop from the boss. So, like, if a boss uh, with however many people you're like, if, if a boss happens to drop three pieces of loot and a conduit, it was always going to drop the three pieces of loot. It just happened to drop a conduit as well. So that's kind of cool. Um, but... Like, I, I, I'm not thrilled about the gem, about the whole conduit breaking thing. That's... Like... I, mean, I get why they want to do that. They want to kind of dis... Di, um, disincentivize... Uh, people swapping it around, uh, fight to fight and all that. And, like, I don't believe it'll be an issue for for uh, players like me, for example, who um, aren't min-maxing all the time. I mean, it's very much going to be a mythic raider problem, but... Like, I don't know. It, it just... Again, at face value, as it's presented right now, like I'm not a huge fan of it, the whole breaking thing. I don't know. What did you did that raise any uh, concerns for you, Ellie? Not particularly. I, I I do understand that they you know need to give us you know incentives to keep playing and keep doing things and. 
until I really see the system for myself and see, you know, how easy it is to get conduits or hard or whatever. Um, I'm kind of reserving judgment. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I mean, honestly, it's it's like, obviously I'm not judging it right now based on the information provided to us. Like, you gotta see how it plays out in practice and all that. Just at face value, I'm not feeling great about that. It depends on, it'll, and again, and a lot of it'll depend too on like how good these conduits actually are. Like what, what they're doing, what they, what gameplay options they're presenting us. I think that'll have a bigger, big effect on it too. I mean, if it's just like, you know, plus crit or whatever, then you know what, whatever. But if, if there's something more substantial tied to these conduits, and I feel like that would likely be the case, given some of the options we're seeing um, in the uh, Soulbind talent tree, then it might not be fantastic. Anyway, um... What else was there? there I mean, the conduits was the big thing with there. With with that, I mean, we, we talked about the... Uh, Ali mentioned the evolution to the mission tables. Uh, but we're going to talk about that a bit more later. Um, Renown is really cool. I dig that. Uh, wait, we're t I didn't do a good job of breaking these <laughs> topics down. I'm realizing. Uh, There's just oops. so much great information coming out. That's all. Yeah, like honestly. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Um I lost my train of thought. Oh my god. I had something and it poof gone. Medros, <laughs> just talk about it now, please. See, I was just enjoying you, you know admitting that that, that this isn't fault. Uh <laughs> Uh, me to me. I'm sorry. Uh, so yeah, um, we we do have even more stuff. I mean, there is literally so much stuff to talk about. It's, it's crazy. So renown um, seems like a reputation slash currency slash. Uh, you, you guys explained it better best to me. It's basically like artifact power. Um, and, and and Azerite power, uh, so it's something we're we're working towards, but in a better way. Um, so it's basically the way you progress within your chosen covenant, and you can earn renown by um, completing ca chapters of your covenant campaign. Um, you'll get a quest to do to gather anima to, to pause in your sanctum. Uh, you'll be offered a second weekly quest to enter the Mon, rescue tormented souls who belong under your covenant's purview. Um, so there's lots of different ways that you can earn around each week. Um, and it shouldn't take too long to do that. Uh, there will also be a catch-up system. Uh, we we kind of saw a little bit of a catch-up system back in, I want to say Legion, where um, as things progressed, if you, if you were working on alts, uh, you could kind of catch up to where your main was. And that's really nice because like even if I wanted to there's no way that all of my alts are going to get um, essences even the basic essences 
for for their neck pieces. It's just not going to happen. Um, they they did offer catch up systems there, but um, it, it's just not viable to to do that. And I'm hoping that they will have learned that some of the issues with the neck piece and the various things they kind of got you know bubble gummed up to against it and little duct tape to try and make it work just just didn't didn't work at all um hopefully this is kind of a refinement of that um i've said before many many times that it sometimes feel like blizzard they go one direction and they go whole hog in that direction so they go the, the pendulum sings way to one side and then they see the criticisms and they see the, oh, we, we don't really like this. And then the pendulum swings completely the other direction for the next expansion or the next patch. And they, they don't always have a good, oh, yeah, let's bring it, bring, it, bring it back to the middle instead of going all the way the other direction. I'm hoping this will be that. Um, it does look like you have some pretty cool stuff. Um, as you progress through Renown, you'll get... Um, di different uh, options for your soul bind. Uh, you'll be able to increase the level of your items that you receive from world quests. Um, you'll be able to improve your soul bind characters. Um, you'll be able to earn recipes for crafting new legendaries. Um, and, and there's so many like the cosmetic items, mounts, pets, all kinds of stuff. Uh, that you'll get through this. So, um, lots of really cool stuff, lots of really good potential, and a lot of stuff that we definitely want to see once this kind of stuff's out right now. Like, you can do, I think, one, right? You can do Venthyr right now, right? On the Alpha? Yeah. yeah. So, I, of course, am waiting for Kyrian, which will probably end up being last, because, you know, Blizzard hates me. Uh, and um, I I'm sure... Each of you has your own ones you're excited to and, and wondering what it's going to be like. Well, mine's already available, so you know what? I'm fine. Well, aren't you <laughs> freaking special? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I am. No, you're not. My mom says I'm special. <laughs> um, one really cool thing with Renown, and uh, specific to uh, some of the rewards we typically see towards, like, the middle of the expansion is the Pathfinder thing. Right, Medros? Uh, usually patch 2.2 uh, two is usually when you see that. Um, making it yeah. very frustrating because uh, you have to do a lot of riding on your uh, your horse or cat or uh, a flying mount that cannot fly. It's kind of leaning towards the renowned thing being the, what unlocks Pathfinder. Oh, rep. I, I must have missed that. You know, I actually... <laughs> I, I do recall that being mentioned somewhere. I think it was Taliesin that mentioned that in their video. Um, I'm very curious how that's going to work. Like, it's always been Loremaster, reps, and some extra thing like tr finding treasure and a certain amount of treasure map, treasure crates, or stuff like that. Uh, or completing a, a certain amount of a percentage of the treasures in, a, in the zone. Um, I'm very curious to see how that's going to work and how how they're going to lock that away, like so that you can't just as soon as the patch hits, you're, it, it, you have it. 
So, by the looks of it, and um, and this was with uh, the interview with Hazelnutty, with John Height, um, the rep grind component of the Pathfinder achievement is being replaced with a renowned requirement. So, we don't know exactly what that is. Like, um, we don't know if it, like, what, what, what we do know is that it's going to be based on the renown with your specific covenant. So it's not like you're going to have to, it's like, gonna, it's not going to be like it's a multi-character thing where you gotta get a certain renown level with, um, each covenant. At least not right now. We don't know for sure, because, you know, beta slash alpha. But, yeah, renown. You won't be grinding rap. You'll be grinding renown, which is basically just another kind of rap, but with uh, more regular rewards. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. Yeah. I I imagine it'll still be locked and not available till a point two patch. Uh, not something that'll be available Probably. once you hit a certain a point of renown. Uh, in in the base expansion. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Uh, but yeah, there's lots of information out there. Uh, if if you are, uh, if you have the fortitude uh, that uh, all of us here lack, and time and energy, and uh, ability to stay up very very long hours and and do more than you should, then feel free to go listen to all the interviews. Uh, but there's lots of information out there about renown about all kinds of systems. So uh, let us talk about. Uh, soul minutes. That's interesting. Okay, wait. Hold on. We, we've talked about it already. Well, <laughs> I can go into a little more detail. You know, if only somebody had written the show notes properly, we could have avoided this problem, Toasty. H- how about this? How about this? Instead of this, how about we take a break from this and talk about an uh, announcement they made this week about a new mount. All right, so take a break from the Shadowlands announcements and all that other stuff to give you something from Retail Well. Uh, A new mount was added to the store. To the joy of everybody on the internet. At least I'm going to assume that because I did not look at Twitter or the forums or WoW had comments or anything like that. I'm going to assume everybody was happy. As a saying that would probably thoroughly describe the likely response of the community. Right? I'm going to ignore all that. Okay. I'm just going to assume everybody was happy. All right, then. We've got the Steam Scale Incinerator mount uh, available for the usual price for the store mounts, $25 or 32 Canadian, because, you know, that's what I care about. Uh, but, um, as has been the trend recently, uh, you can also just have it provided to you, assuming you have a recurring six-month subscription to WoW. So, if you got a recurring six-month subscription, you probably already have it. If not, it will be there soon. Otherwise, yeah, it, it's a really cool-looking mount. It's, like, obvious. There's some obvious gnome inspiration there with it being, like, a a a robot dragon. And it's not... It doesn't have the usual goblin trappings. Plus, also, there's a gnome on it. So, you know... It's all for as this mount. <laughs> it, looks, it looks really cool. I'm really excited about that. I'm gonna wait. 
because I've got other things I want to spend money on, but I'll probably eventually get that. I one. will probably buy this. Robots and dragons? I'll probably cool. buy this when I get my refund from my collection mission. Uh, and if you are in the China, Taiwan, or Korea regions, and you get the second month game time, you also get the Panda Pet that was in WoW Classic. Oh, that's right, yeah. I forgot about that one, too. That's, that'll be cool for those guys. Anyway, so yeah, if you want to pick that up, or if you want to pick that up, go grab it from the store, or if you haven't already gotten it from your six-month subscription. Okay, we're going to go back to the, uh, the Shadowlands stuff. Um, Ali, would you mind going a bit more in-depth into the Soulbind system that we, uh, that we touched on earlier in the show? Yes. So, like I was mentioning, every Covenant has three different potential Soulbinds that they can choose from. Every soulbind you have has a progression tree so this all in all makes for a total across all four covenants of 12 different trees of progression that you can potentially play around with and have fun with and whatever and you know you can fill empty sockets and choose your bonuses and whatnot but to go into a little more detail for all that you're not going to be able to unlock all traits in a soulbind. You can only have one path from the top of the tree to the bottom of the tree. And then each fork represents a different branching path and it'll, you know, all go down to the bottom. So that's definitely something to keep in mind if you're a completionist like I am. It's good to, you know, have that heads up that you won't be able to do it. And like I was mentioning as well, even though it's hard to you know, say, leave your covenant and then try to go back to that covenant, you can very easily switch out your soul binds within your chosen covenant. So that will be nice for those who do like to do a little more min-maxing and actually want to choose what you're doing and pick the soul bind that goes with whatever content you're doing. Apparently, there is going to be a cost to replace your soul binds. As of now, it's low. So that's good. And because it is easy to, you know, switch as you want, it does give you more of a chance to have more have more options, basically. A little more freedom, a little more choice. You know, there's a large amount of permutations from all these different branching trees and whatnot. And within those soul binds, there's seven conduit slots, like Toasty kind of mentioned briefly. There's like three of one type and two of other types. And again, you're not going to have access to all of them due to how the tree branches out. So I'm not going to list every single soul bind for every single covenant. Because so, so it's story related. We're trying to avoid spoilers, that kind of thing. But basically... If you want to see it, go to Wowhead, go look at these interviews. You get great detail about, you know, we're starting to learn what the soul binds are and how they augment the covenant signature ability. And you can kind of, you know, start looking at what you may potentially want to do. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot. It's a lot of info for sure. And the conduits, like 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 we're saying, the conduits, 
there's three different types. There's a throughput, there's a survival, and there's a utility type. So you do have, again, more choices to do what you want with your character. Or do what your healer wants, you would probably do, and put uh, use as many survivability ones as you can possibly muster. Especially if you're a mediocre fury warrior. I'm so proud of you, Toasty. <laughs> I want to say I've trained you well, but I know that I'm not the only healer you've worked with, so... Yeah. No, it's, it'll be you, Chalet, and uh, Jess, who have had the unfortunate task of having to heal me through things and were very vocal about how squishy I was. Right. <laughs> you try, though. I will give you credit. You try. A for effort. <laughs> you, you, you know how much I try? I Like, the, the, the Draenei racial that heals... But that is regularly uncool. As it should be. <laughs> for reasons. It might be a very small heal that gifted on the Nauru, but you should probably use it. Yeah, oh no, yeah. It, it is it is regularly on cooldown. Well now, all that being said, maybe we should take a look at something with the Maw. Yeah, um so the Maw was actually made available a couple weeks like Two weeks ago, at this point, um, we know a little bit about it. Well, mostly the uh, intro experience, but there's also you know the end game aspect of the Ma. So the Ma is the end game zone for Shadowlands. They took they took the approach they from Warlords, where you're, you're starting and ending in the same zone for the expansion. So we enter the Ma, and then we spend most of, we spend a good chunk of the end game within the Ma. That being said. Um, uh, the time you're expected to spend in the Maw uh, isn't high. Uh, in one of the interviews, Ian expressed that um, really to keep on top of um, the, your endgame collections of various materials and other stuff, um, you only really need to be in there like two or three times a week, kind of like what we have with invasions right now. So you don't have to feel the pressure to gain whatever you need to gain to get access to the mod to do it every day. If you're doing it a couple times a week, that's probably enough. Mod's kind of like a sandboxy area similar to what we've seen in Mechagon and Timeless Isle. There's no defined... Um, I mean, there's going to be probably like, defined story elements to the mod and all that, but for the most part... You're just explore. You're wandering around the area for a time, and doing what you're able to do. Now that now, now you you met you eh, now, as I said, you're wandering around there for a time. Your 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 time in the mod is going to be very limited. Um, because you know you're not welcome there. That's that's the realm of the jailer, and the jailer is going to be keeping an eye on the zone. So if you're if you're causing too much of a ruckus. The jailer is gonna. The jailer is gonna get focused in on you, and you're gonna want to get out quick. So like, you're not gonna be able to like AFK in there, and that's that. It's a very specific amount of time you're gonna be in there, and they, they, they. I think I one of the interviews said like two to three times a week for twenty to thirty minutes, kind of thing. So that there's that. Um, one thing that I'm sure a lot of people are 
not thrilled about. Uh, mounting in the Maw. Uh, very much not a thing. They said specifically that mounting up and running through all the danger was something that they considered players would want to do because in some cases that's just going to be your best method of defense. They wanted to get around that. So, you, like... And here's the problem here. They didn't really explain it very well. Like, you can mount up, but you can't mount. Like, I don't understand why. I don't understand that. Um, maybe... Maybe there's a... Uh, there's a... What sort I'm looking for? They, they... 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 There's... There's a detriment to mounting. Maybe. We're like, we're not 100% sure yet. But... You're not going to be wanting to mount up. Maybe mounting makes you more noticeable to the jailer or something. Yeah, that could be it. Um, right now in the beta, um, the, like, the, mo the mobs aren't dropping loot. Uh, that is not going to be the case in live. There will be loot. It's just not implemented right now. So don't worry about that. Um, there are different areas to the mod too. So, like, um, and some of them you won't be able to access right away. They're going to be restricting that. It sounds like it's going to be something that's iterated on over the course of the expansion. Uh, so the the thing that's limiting your time in the mod is something called the Eye of the Jailer. It's a debuff that you're going to get. And if you want to clear that buff off, a uh, debuff off, you're going to have to spend some anima to do it. So you can go back if you want to. Um, so if you went through it by yourself, for example, and all of a sudden a friend's going in, you want to go there too. You got you to gotta pay up to do so. By the sounds of it, there's only like a couple friendly faces in the mod. Otherwise, everything wants to kill you. There's like something called someone called the broker Venari. They'll, they'll sell items to you in uh, like every once in a while, um, but outside of that, it's it, like they are the the mods out to kill you. Um, yeah. Um, I what I like about it. What I like about the mob right now is that it's not you. You're they're taking away from that focus of having to do stuff there with the end game every day. If I could, if I want to do it, if I only want to do it a couple times a week, that's fine. There are methods in which I can do it more times a week if I wanted to, but the optimal by the sounds of it is a couple times a week. I'm okay with that. What? How do you guys feel about the ma? Well, according to Manny and chat, it's like Dark Souls and WoW. <laughs> it sounds it sounds really interesting. I'm actually pretty excited about it. Uh, as somebody who has only played the tutorial in Dark Souls and beat my head against that for a couple hours before I gave up, uh, I'm looking forward to that. that yep, yeah, yeah, that... Ooh. Hopefully it's not as punishing as Dark Souls, because, like I said, I gave up at the tutorial. It was bad. I can see how some people would have fun with that, though, so that's cool. What about you, Medros? Do you have any thoughts on on that? I don't like the lack of writing, uh, so I, I don't know that I'll want to spend a lot of time there. 
Um, I assume that'll also mean that you can't go be able to fly there even when you have flying, which makes me even less wanting to fly there, or to be there. Uh, but I'm sure I will adjust, as I always do, and find ways to make it uh, bearable. All right, well, let's let's shift away from the Maw and talk in more detail about some of the mission, the, some of the mission table changes because Metro sets. That that's one of you, that's your thing. That's one of your things. Spent a lot of time yep. doing that, and there are significant changes coming yes. to the mission table. And there's significant piece of information that I don't have yet to know whether I'm actually going to like it or not. <laughs> uh, so uh, there. Seems like there'll be a currency. No idea how you get that currency or how prevalent that currency will be. Uh, one of the big issues I've had throughout the entirety of BFA was the difficulty with getting resources and managing resources uh, to avoid starvation of resources across alts. Um, this screenshots we have here do definitely show there will be a currency, uh, but there is no information as at this point of how we'll get it, how plentiful it'll be, and whether or not alts will suffer uh, from a lack of. Um, so that's kind of a wait and see. Uh, but we will have a mission table. Uh, it will be something you can actually do on mobile as well. Um, they did describe it so that uh, basically it's, it's not going to be you know, run an add-on and it'll suggest you the perfect matches uh, or if you if you do, it'll be more difficult for the add-on creators to create such a thing. So I'm very curious to see how this is going to be. Um, I assume we'll get renown from this. Uh, the screenshots we have here do show gold rewards. I fully expect we're going to get much gold to the point where it's probably not going to be worth it to do that. Uh, I'm sure there'll be much better ways to spend your 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 resources then, you know, I think one, one screenshot here is like 17 or 4 gold for a, a, a mission. So I'm sure there will be uh, better uses for your resources than, than gold, uh, which they have been, over the last few expansions, trying to scale back on the gold rewards uh, to avoid the gluttony of gold that has happened in, in past expansions. Um, I know Legion and Warlords both had huge amounts of gold coming in at the end of the expansion, uh, which caused people to kind of go crazy on how they're pricing things, uh, and caused people to have hundreds of gold, hundreds of millions of gold, and um, and caches of gold that are, are just not really what they want people to have in this game. So, uh, so missions are launched uh, and adventures adventures are managed using the scouting map, and they'll be located in your Covenant Strong, uh, Sinfall for the Venthyr, um, and so on. Uh, like previous iterations, adventurers, aka champions and troops, will have special abilities which are used in battle. Unlike previous versions, however, they aren't just static counters. The combat abilities to directly used to directly to defeat enemy forces in battle. Uh, so it looks like it'll have it, it's. I, I have a hard time describing it. Basically, it kind of looks like you're presented with what is, uh, what is you're going up, your your troops are going up against, and then you need to try and find a way to, to combat what what is being thrown at them. Um, it, it looks interesting. We don't have a lot of information yet, though. 
Uh, so definitely feel the need for more information to fully get a feel for how this system is going to work. But I'm very excited by this. It seems like a really interesting system. And uh, I'm curious to see how it's going to work on cell phones. Um, because their cell phone options have not always been the greatest. I actually uh, played around with this a little bit in the alpha earlier this week, and um, it's really cool, actually, because like, the, the abilities uh, that some of these champions will have and some of the minions will have um, have little caveats, like this is going to target the furthest enemy. So you, there's a there's a little bit more of an element a, stra- a strategic element to this thing. So say you got like a stronger enemy in the back, that happens to target things up front for some reason. Um, you put your heavy hitters, some of the things that'll hit twice, for example. That's one of the abilities that's that some of the uh, some of those minions have. You can pri- yeah, you can have you can set it up and position your troops in a way that it'll prioritize hitting that specific thing, which is kind of cool. I mean, like that's ki- when 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 they said they were redoing mission tables, I want like I said I wanted something that needed a little more thought outside of you know matching up the symbols and the counters and all that other stuff. And like this seems like it's this seems like a step in the right direction for me at the very least to make that content a little more engaging for me. So I'm 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 reasonably excited about this. Like, uh, what I've what I've seen of it in the alpha has I've I've been enjoying. Have you have you had a chance to take a look at it at all, Ali? No, not yet. But it definitely sounds interesting, and I'm um, I'm actually. Like originally, I was I wanted I didn't want any mission table stuff. Like I'm I'm kind of over them. I'm kind of a little burnt out on them. That was one of the things I was saying at BlizzCon. Like please don't announce mission tables. And then they said there's mission tables, and I was like, oh fine, whatever. But now that I'm seeing what they're doing with it, I'm I'm gonna have an open mind. I'm intrigued. I'm interested. So we'll have to see. Like one thing that that comes to mind when I look at this system, Ali, and specific to what you said when when you said talked about what you were up to this week it's got a hearthstone battlegrounds vibe yeah it. that's true if we if we end up seeing a lot of variety in the ter- in the types of minions and the powers they have it could make for a decently compelling bit of content uh, granted you know short bursty stuff but yeah still for sure and i do like the fact that they're making it available on mobile because I do definitely understand the desire to be able to do some of that stuff offline, especially if you're busy or whatever. Like that would have been, you know, nice this past you know couple weeks if the mission table was still, you know, super handy in BFA. Which you know we're at the end of the expansion right now, so I'm not caring about it as much. But I definitely see the value of putting that on mobile too. So that's that's good. And I'm just really eager to get my hands on it. Awesome. Well, we've talked a lot about new systems and all that, and there are a lot of new systems. Oh my god, there's a lot of new systems. Like It's hard to keep track of. But we've got existing systems in WoW that have been around for a long time, and some of those are seeing some changes too. Yes. Like, for example, Transmog. They're taking a look at artifact appearances. And how basically they want to not restrict it 
for spec anymore. It's still going to be restricted to class, but not to spec. So that's pretty nice. And they're also taking a look at the shoulder transmogs. Because like lately they've been some shoulders that have like only one to like to the right or to the left and some, you know, doubles and some clipping and stuff. So they're kind of continuing to improve that, you know, here and there. Medras are also already briefly mentioned the flying. So it's going to be based on your covenant renown instead of a reputation base like we have seen. So, I mean, I think that makes it at least sound like it's going to be a little bit easier to obtain, which I think is great. They have a lot of fun new ideas for mounts, but they have nowhere, no idea where to put them. <laughs> which the fact that they have that many mounts in mind is, I think it's really exciting. So they do explain in one of the interviews that they're kind of going to be peppered all over the place including in Torghast and the Maw. Being able to get mods from Torghast makes me really excited because I like Torghast, so yay. <laughs> so I apologize if I missed this, but did we talk anything about what they said about Torghast? Who the decisions around Torghast? Wasn't that last week? No. The stuff they talked about? In the, in, in the announcement. Oh, right. I freaked out. I freaked out on yeah, Twitter yeah, yeah, during the announcement. That's right. But I don't recall his mention. So here, that was so. last week. Free tour guest, everybody. No keys. <laughs> Ta-da! I, 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 folks, I want to I want to paint a picture for you that that was like a a one hundred of one percent of how he reacted on Twitter. Uh, there were several swears, which he can't do on the show. I understand. Uh, there was lots of capitals and uh, a lot of celebrating. Just so people are understanding what Toasty actually reacting to this was. And I can't believe I forgot to put... Oh my god, I forgot so many things, guys. I did a bad job with show notes this week. We forgive you. Uh, anyway, Ali, continue. Uh, yes, continue. N there's also a little bit of updating with the game world in general. The starting experiences aren't really designed for new players in mind. So we already know that we're getting Exile's Reach. Um, they're going to be doing a little more things like highlighting treasures and rare enemies and the main dun dungeon stuff. All that's happening at Exile's Reach for new players. We already know about that. Did you, did you know, Ali, that that is not the Draenei starting area? Exile's Reach? Y yeah. yeah. Okay. Make sure. Let me sure you do that. So. Oh, I was. I, I, edit, I think I edited that out of the show last really? week. Oh, I was going to say, like, like I, left, I, I you listened. You left my flubs and ums <laughs> in, but you edited that out? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. I, 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 I edited out. I edited out a good show. I could. Uh, bah, 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 bah. This might get edited out. I think you should keep it in. I, I do a reasonable amount of editing to to avoid like the stumbling that all yes. of us are guilty of. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, some other things happening. Back to the news. 
looking for group is going to be updated. Not at launch, but it's going to happen. That's exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with that. Also, apparently, looking for group is actually going to start being used for Mythic Plus with an updated UI. So instead of doing like a custom group or whatever, like they're going to make it so you can search for the specific dungeon and specific key level instead of what people are actually just listing the dungeon as in the custom group. So I think that's actually a good change. That's, that's, that's good. Yo, yeah, that's fantastic. Cause trying to find, trying to find a mythic plus group, but, uh, can be a little yeah. bit of a pain. I'm curious to see how it's going to work out. Cause sometimes people actually like being able to add more detail to the listing, such as, you know, not running for time, just going for completion or whatever. So I'm curious to see in practice how that's going to work out and what they're going to do to the UI. But I like in general that looking for group is getting a, a UI update. So that's cool. There will be some new seasonal affixes in Shadowlands, speaking of Mythic Plus. They might test a couple in beta, see what's going on, you know, that kind of thing. Overall, though, they're pretty happy with the current set that they have. And they're going to take a look at some of them that don't scale with gear and max health and whatnot. And they don't want to add too many more. Because combos of affixes, if they repeat frequently enough, you, you know, can fine-tune the strats for and actually work on. So, we'll see. Some of those affixes, I'm not the biggest fan of myself. Because I don't like healing them because they stress me out. <laughs> also, um, Mythic Gear... Sorry, Mythic Plus Gear Swapping will be limited to weapon swapping. So that is going to be a newer thing. Also, there's a... According to this, what I'm reading here, there's a big scary elemental in the Maw. <laughs> and the Shadowlands Season 1 Mythic plus 15 mounts is going to look like that. So keep that in mind when you go to the Maw. Seriously, that elemental looks fantastic. And now I'm actually considering doing all my plus 15s and I haven't considered doing that in a while. That death elemental. I mm. don't know off the top of my head if I've actually seen it yet myself. Is that the neutral neutral guy that is, is slowly moving around? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen oh, it in okay. the game, so... I've seen the model on Wowhead and all the other sites. So, it, it, it's real pretty. And I want it. Alright. And then a couple other just little things here and there. As we know, time walking gets you know released per expansion or whatever. And we're getting almost due for some Legion time walking. It's going to be out eventually. Not at launch, but we're going to get it eventually. So that's really cool. There are no plans for heritage weapons in Shadowlands, but they might explore it in the future. They are not changing legacy loot at this time. So that's something. For collectors, they, they're always planning to add more. But they also don't want to add like so many more mounts that it's, people are going to feel forced to do things they prefer not to do. So they're basically, they're just trying to make that balance between 
adding more things for people to collect, but also not forcing people to do things they don't want to do. This is kind of a big one for some. The team has actually discussed bringing pet battles to the companion app several times, but there are some challenges with that. Now, I don't know what these details are for these challenges, but they're discussing it. So it's not a no. It's just... Assume? It's not even assume. It's just a a shrug. It's like, a, uh, maybe. Just a little, you know, little, little shrug. <laughs> that makes total sense, right? They also, they also are actually talking about the US and EU server issues because a lot of people are done with it being separate. They don't understand why it can't be merged. And in one of the interviews, they do explain that there's complications preventing US and EU servers from being merged on a more technical perspective, plus the whole international exchange rates with everything, with monies and whatnot. So again, not a no, not a never. It's just... Again, there's issues. <laughs> also, because for some this was kind of a, a big deal, heirlooms. Yeah. So they removed the experience bonus from heirlooms. There, there, you mean there's people who had some thoughts on it? Yes. So they're going to be looking to replace it with something that's not just extra XP. And it's going to be more unique and hopefully just as beneficial and i know a lot of people are not happy with them removing the xp bonus and i understand that from in in my brain i'm okay with it because everything i've heard from people as of right now the leveling from zero to 60 and whatever expansion you pick actually goes pretty fast Plus, part of the thing is they want you to experience the whole expansion of whatever expansion you're picking. They want you to see the content. You know, they don't want you to necessarily just rush, rush, rush. So it's hard because I see both sides of this coin. I see why people are frustrated, but I see why Blizzard is doing this. So, yeah, what do you guys think about that one? Um, At first, I... At first, I had like my gut reaction was why, I I I just finished paying for all of my upgrades. Well, that was a bad choice, there, my friend. Yeah, but I wanted to level super fast with this uh, Winds of Wisdom experience buff. But um, took some time to think about it, especially considering the leveling rate and all that, and you know their goal for that whole experience. And, like, it makes sense. I get why that change is being made. Because, yeah, like, like you said, Ellie, they want, you, they, they'll, they want us to experience the entire breadth of whatever expansion we happen to choose to level through. And having to balance all that around. And Talison mentioned that uh, this on the Weekly Reset earlier. Like, having to, having to account for experience gains from people with heirlooms and with no heirlooms and trying to keep that experience from from 10 to 60 10 to 50 rather uh, in a single expansion like that would be hard yeah 
and, and let's be and let's be honest. Um, the, the, there are other things that the heirlooms could give us throughout the leveling experience that could change things a little. That 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 could uh, benefit us a bit more because right now, like leveling through heirlooms, yeah, you're gaining experience faster, which is great. But if you compare that to gear that you're going to be acquiring through dungeons or whatever while you're leveling up, like it's a little like it's always going to be a little worse than the other options that are given to you. So you're like, oftentimes I find myself weighing like, do I, especially right now leveling through this Winds of Wisdom thing, like do I want to just be a little bit more powerful and forego that small percentage experience buff for now, or do I just keep leveling with the experience buff? So I get it, and hopefully some of the changes they make to the gear um, make it a little bit like. Like a little bit more worth it to keep that gear equipped throughout the entire run, because removing that gear, removing that, removing that experience buff, um, like, like if if they were to just remove it and that's it, would remove the incentive for me to wear that while I'm leveling a character, because especially at the pace we're leveling through stuff and if you're training running dungeons. Or whatever, like you're gonna get, like replacing the gear is not as big of an issue. So, well, we'll we'll see how that's all laid out, especially with whatever they add to the heirlooms. Hopefully, it's cool. Yep. Two other quick things, really quick, and then we can move on. Blizzard has no plans to port World of Warcraft to consoles. There's a lot of people speculating that maybe they'll do that. Have no plans. Also, archaeology. It is not going to be updated at all for Shadowlands. It's entirely linked to the artifacts of Azeroth. So don't expect anything new for archaeology, which on one hand, I'm bummed because I actually I am one of those people that enjoys archaeology. You know, I like to put on, you know, Netflix or movie or music or podcast or someone's stream or whatever and just chill and do archaeology. And I was actually looking forward to the prospect of whatever fun things we could find in Shadowlands. But logically, it actually makes sense that there is no archaeology in Shadowlands. You know what they say, you can't take it with you, right? So, um, I get it. I'm bummed, but I get it. Like, logically. See, I, I, I misread this the first I misread this the first time. I just thought they weren't adding anything new to the system. Like, they weren't making any changes to it. Now I'm realizing there's just not going to be any archaeology. Yeah, like you can still go to Azeroth and dig around. That's fine. But not in Shadowlands. But that's pretty much that. However, well, go ahead. One thing you said actually makes me think of uh, how I kind of wish they had done our arrival to Shadowlands. You can't take it with you. I wish they'd sent us to Shadowlands. And uh, traveling to Shadowlands, we arrived with nothing. It's all left back in our well, it'll, in, in Azeroth. It'll almost be nothing. Like our our essence, our essences won't work. Our, cor- our corruption's gone in the breach. Like nothing. Like no gear. So it's, it's like nothing. No bags. Nothing. Like we literally arrived there naked. 
and like the first little bit is us scrounging gear from from the ground and from bodies to try and get ourselves something. I think it'd be really neat. That would have been interesting. See, I can see that being fun and actually like making sense, but at the same time, there's a lot of people who'd be really upset with that because yeah. people oh, have spent totally. so much time, you know, like building things like up. Like, I'm sorry, I would miss my frog mount so much. It's not that because that's something you you know, like that's something you know, like you just wouldn't have. Like you wouldn't have any weapons. You wouldn't have stuff in your bags. I would miss my like all that's still on Azeroth. Okay, I would miss my Rome, and I would miss my Kungaloosh. I'd have issues. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, maybe there's. I mean, Medros, I'm just saying there, there's nothing stopping you from just doing that yourself. That's true. There are challenges <laughs> for that. Okay. So, lastly, we are getting information on the pre-patch. It's going. There's going to be a Shadowlands pre-event. It's most likely going to be starting a few weeks before the expansion. So no time soon. Sorry, Medros. It's going to be a few weeks before the expansion. And it'll go on the PTR for testing and stuff beforehand. But at this point, that's when we're going to get our level squish. That's when we're going to be getting the new systems. Corruption will be going away in the pre-patch, like Toasty said. Because Nazoth is dead. Just that's our that's our reasoning for it. Nazoth is dead. Corruption's gone. <laughs> the essences and Azerite armor will continue to work on Azeroth, but not in the Shadowlands. Like you were kind of saying, Medros. Like you know, we won't have that. So we're not going to be naked, but you know, it's not going to work there. Down with the one percent, man. 1%. <laughs> Down with all you raiders. All <laughs> you shiny ears. <laughs> It is, my gear is not shiny. I don't even wear. I don't even wear a chest piece. Let's you choose not to wear a chest piece. Let's be. Let's be fair. So the pre patch is going to tell the story of how the heroes of Azeroth are gathering an ice crown and preparing for the assault, and it's going to be inspired by the scourge event from Wrath of the Lich King. I'm very excited about this. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, me too. Because especially as somebody, especially as somebody who didn't experience oh, so, the oh. event, but I've heard, I, I, and that's and that's that's why I'm excited. Everybody I've talked to about that event loved that event, and I'm excited to see something similar to you it. You know, I am just so excited to find out how blank and blank and blank ended up in blank before blank, and and why blank did blank. Because all that stuff was really confusing to me from the, like, the outset in in the starting experience. Yeah. The answer is 42. Always. <laughs> Always. Hello. Well, I think that's, that's pretty much it, unless you guys have other things. I'm sure we can talk for another hour. It's fine. Poor Tosi has to edit this. Let's not. Okay, thanks. Are, are you saying you don't want a third episode in a row that's two hours or so long, Toasty? Well, I mean, to be fair to last week, like, it was an hour before I inserted the interview. And the interview was already edited. So I just had to insert the interview. It was fine. All right, then. Well, let us talk about our second sponsor, then. 
So, uh, yeah, our second slot, our Chelsea's going to edit that out. So, as usual, our second sponsor are the great folks over at Audible. You can get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash atareads2020. That's bit.ly slash atareads2020. Now nearly 500,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. This week, returning from our Shadows Rising break, is the Percy Jackson series with the third book in the series, The Titan's Curse. Let's have a listen. My hand went to my pocket, where I kept my lethal ballpoint pen, Riptide. I could already sense something wrong in this place, something dangerous. Thaley was rubbing her silver bracelet, her favorite magic item. I knew we were thinking the same thing. A fight was coming. Annabeth started to say, I wonder where... The door slammed shut behind us. Okay, I mumbled. Guess we'll stay a while. I could hear music echoing from the other end of the hall. It sounded like dance music. We stashed our overnight bags behind a pillar and started down the hall. We hadn't gone very far when I heard footsteps on the stone floor, and a man and woman marched out of the shadows to intercept us. They both had short gray hair and black military-style uniforms with red trim. The woman had a wispy mustache and the guy was clean-shaven, which seemed kind of backward to me. They both walked stiffly, like they had broomsticks taped to their spines. "'Well?' the woman demanded. "'What are you doing here?' So once again, that was the third book in the Percy Jackson and the Olympian series, The Titan's Curse, written by Rick Riordan and narrated by Jesse Bernstein. You can find that at nearly 500,000 titles over at bit.ly slash atareads2020. And we'd like to thank Audible for their support of the show. So, um, the question of the week from last week was, what incredible out-of-left-field lore are you expecting to see out of Shadows Rising? And we have an answer from Seraphis, so, you know, anybody who listens <laughs> to his shows knows what to expect here. So Seraphis says, Arthas is alive in the Shadowlands and helps us defeat Sylvanas, killing her again. Then Sylvanas dies, but goes to the Shadowlands as a true dead elf. Then Sylvanas and Arthas fight, but in their anger, they fight, then they kiss. Then they have lich banshee babies, but they are Shadowland babies. So then they invade the world and create a new third faction of lich banshee denizens. I, I, I very much appreciate the fact that not only did Seraphis post this as an answer to the question of the week, but he actually uses a guild action on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like Sarah. I think we did get a couple of people in as a result of that. I'm not surprised. There, there have been a few new there have been a new few people in the Discord since then. Joe Bucks says Karen Bloodhoof, when we see him, will show up as a night elf female and will shock the heck out of Bane by saying, Hello, son. I think you're definitely the right person to read that one, actually. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad. Frisley says, well, considering they added a dragon that I know Medros will definitely ride, I wonder if this is a sign of gnome stuff in Shadowlands. Gnome are gone, maybe? Maybe while we're gone, gnomes take care of Azeroth from whatever evil still looms in the shadows. Wait, 
does that mean does is he saying that we don't have to have gnomes in Shadowlands? I'll, I'm all for that. Totally, I'm on board, hundred uh, percent. I think Fresley would not appreciate that. <laughs> well, I, I, I guess I was tripping then. Joda says every game in Warcraft has been has all been one big simulation. When the players kill the last boss of Shadowlands, we wake up in World of Starcraft, Blizzard's new MMO. WookieBH says that the sudden appearance of Gen's tail in Before the Storm is explained by Gen learning he can grow his ta- grow tails at will. The book ends with Gen growing tails all over his body to fight a similarly tentacled void entity. <laughs> what? <laughs> I love it. Um, hey. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, all right. Nick, that was great. Sure. Uh, I mean, we, we asked we asked a lot, far left field, so congratulations. You was, all won significantly. It's better than what I was thinking. <laughs> all right, well, we didn't have your answer last week, so let's hear your answer. My thought is that we get down there and, you know, there's going to be some form of Murlocs. Let's be honest. We all know there's going to be. I think we're going to get to Shadowlands and the Murlocs are going to be speaking in common and we're going to completely understand them. And they're going to be the classiest, most intelligent speaking creatures in all of Shadowlands. Oh my no. god. I didn't know I wanted this until no. right now. <laughs> you, you want to why I say no? The guilt I would feel at all the Murlocs I've killed would make it unbearable. <laughs> I, I could not play. Why are you trying to make me quit this game, Ali? Why? It sounds like a you problem, man. I'll take your shower. Kitchen table, too. Well, the kitchen table, you can take... No, you can't take it, because that's my project thing. You can't have my shower, because it's the most amazing shower ever, and I want to spend hours in there. All right. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to next week's question, because no one knows how awesome my shower is, and we don't even talk about that on the show... What do you think of the new systems and system changes that are coming in Shadowlands? Cautiously optimistic. Yeah, that, like I said, there are some things that are that that I'm interested in seeing how the changes play out, like uh, or the new systems play out specifically with the conduits and all that. Um, some of the other things that we've heard about are cool um like the like and the the mythic plus loot situation we've known that changed for a little bit like with our weekly chest we're gonna be able to pick new loot like other loot from depending on whatever we've killed pre- in the previous week um so like the change to the mythic plus loot situation makes sense you're only gonna get with the one piece of gear or whatever and plus there's a chance of getting other stuff in the chest and sometimes, especially right now, where I'm running with the pluses now, I would appreciate the other stuff. Uh, and again, I I have reservations about that anima control system. That's let's we'll see how that plays out. Allie? I feel good about it. There's a lot of changes that I'm really look forward to. I think they're great changes. I really like that they are truly listening to player feedback and making changes based on that. And I feel I feel really good about the news that's coming out. And I was already excited for Shadowlands, but now after this mega info dump info dump we've had, I'm I'm even more excited. And 
I've moved beyond being cautiously optimistic to just straight up optimistic. Straight up. All right. All right. Well, looking forward to hearing everybody else's answers. I, I, I'm. Thank you, everybody, for indulging us with the last week. I wanted something light, and I got exactly that. Uh, hopefully, some of the answers we get next week um, provide new points of views that we haven't considered yet. Because I'm like I'm really interested in seeing stuff like that. All right, so we did get one email, uh, and that is from Wes Sanger. Says, "Hi there." I just have a quick question on the upcoming Shadowlands expansion. If I have a tomb that has not reached level in Battle for Azeroth, how will their level adjustment calculate it? Also, where will they start questing at? Those are great questions, Wes. Unfortunately, we have no idea yet. Uh, we should know a bit more when the beta happens, because they'll actually be character copies versus the character templates we're creating now. Uh, but we'll definitely let you know as soon as we have that information. Yeah, right now, right now it would all be baseless assumptions, unfortunately. Like we can, like we can assume, as far as leveling wise, it'll probably be a rough equivalent. But as to where you're going to be questing, that's going to be a bit trickier, I think. Yeah. All right, time for shoutouts. Toasty, you go first. All right, I have two shoutouts. First off, uh, shout out to Steve Denauser, who uh, did a. Great, who had who, where one of his many interviews, I think, had a great little tidbit specifically around discrimination and all that. And you know, basically, he said, you know, discriminating based on certain features is like not a thing, which you know, good. You, you have far too many people recently justifying some really not great things because of this, suppose because of you know what kind of game WoW is based on, you know, European fantasy and all that other stuff. You know, no. Maybe based on that, but the 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 creators and the writers of the game can do anything they want with it, pretty much. And if they say there's no like discrimination based on like some of the things that he mentioned, then fine. I'm okay with that. And that's great. Good. So I do I do want to make one point. Um, historically in the world of Azeroth, that is not true, but it was always pointed out how wrong it was when it happened. Uh, an exact good example is how the Bloods were treated by some of the humans after, uh, their area was taken over in Warcraft 3. Uh, they were treated very poorly in almost a, a very racist manner. But it's very much pointed out how wrong that was in the entire context of the game. So, prejudice does exist in Azeroth. It's also pointed out very often as wrong. So, yeah, I think I think that I think that's close. I think that that's more close to what he actually said. I just equated that to real life stuff, and yeah, whatever. Yeah, so good, All right. great. Uh, um, I have another shout out uh, shout out to Evan it was his 10th birthday last week and I know he listens to the show I have already advised his mother not to let him listen to last week's show so hopefully yeah, he didn't but happy birthday dude Allie how about you uh, well there's a few different ones I can go for so I'm just gonna pick one and say happy birthday to Stone cause it's his birthday today happy birthday buddy Happy birthday, dude. Sweet. 
Uh, my shout-out is going to be to two people. I'm sure they actually listen to the show. But if they do, uh, it is to Duskfall and Zolan. They're a couple from, I believe, Saskatoon. And they had their anniversary this weekend. And since they couldn't do anything for their anniversary, they just had to stream for the first time. Uh, they streamed some WoW, and they just they streamed some Stardew Valley. It was hilarious to watch. Uh, a lot of fun. And uh, happy anniversary to those two. Nice. All right. And that is going to be it. So uh, let us hit our outro. If you'd like to reach us by voicemail, call 1-785-ATA-WOW5 or 785-282-9695. You can send emails to show at allthingsazroth.com. If you like what we do here, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash allthingsaz. Join our new Battle.net group at bit.ly slash bnetata. Check out Ali Show at dungeonfables.com and Toasty's stream at twitch.tv slash toastypostycan. You can find us on Twitter at allthingsaz, at medros, at fandeth, at toastypostycan, at aliandrusk, and at donforge. And please check out the other shows from the Donforge network, including Group Quest and Shattered Soulstone. And we'll be back to you in the meantime. Take care, happy ending, and we'll see you on the other side of... Probably more interviews. Like, there's still a dozen more interviews coming. Beta drop! Oh, God, there's another news item in the news channel. Okay, it's not another interview. We're good. This podcast is part of the Dawn Forge Network. Copyright 2020.